Well, our theme uh, for this morning that we'll get to a little bit here in a little bit is on waiting. Um, there was some conversation uh, with the, those that were facilitating worship before the service. Uh, were we going to do all six verses of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel? And then it hit me kind of throughout that song, because that song is really about this, this waiting, especially between the Old Testament period and the New Testament period. It's, it's about the longing in exile of the Jewish people for the, this Messiah, this hero, Savior, to come and to free them. And they wait, and they wait, and they wait a really long time. So maybe we need some more verses to, to accurately reflect that waiting um, so if you were feeling like, man, this is a long song, you know, it only briefly reflects 400 years of, of history there. Well, this Advent season, we're going to be looking at this theme of contemplating Christmas. And, and let me just start with a couple of questions for some kind of response How many of you have ever told yourself, this year I'm going to really slow down and just enjoy the season? Only some of you have have told yourselves that. The rest of you are? Okay. All right. Some some heads nodding. How many of you have actually achieved that? Okay. Some of you you have made steps. That's great. Um, And God bless you. Uh, And uh, I'd like to learn from you a little bit later. Now, we do need to look at our events. Let me kind of segue here. Uh, We do need to look at our events. We do need to look at the amount of shopping and how we kind of overextend ourselves as we typically go through the season. Many of us just kind of um, take on more and more and more, and we add stuff onto our calendars, and and we expand the list of people that we're buying gifts for this year and and all of that. And and we really need to call time out and, and look at that. But I have to say that I'm also finding myself in this kind of stage of life where more things just keep getting added to the calendar. Uh, Our boys are at the age where we're starting to add, you know, choir concerts and band concerts and and extra activities onto the calendar. Um, And so as much as I'm trying to stop, slow down, hold on, let me, it just kind of keeps coming. And, and we enjoy those. We appreciate our kids being involved in, in different activities like that. But I'm also looking for ways that in the midst of that, with all of this stuff that we're going around to, that we might take opportunities throughout the week, throughout this coming uh, season, to intentionally reflect on God's good gift in the form of Jesus. Our families uh, have had a hard time here in the last couple of weeks trying to arrange when we're going to have our our Christmas gatherings. Katie's family thought we had it all figured out. We asked the the youngest sibling, uh, because certainly he has nothing on his calendar. He doesn't have a calendar. He's a single guy. Well, it turns out the day we had planned, he has a wedding that he's going to. So we kind of back to the drawing board. Several years ago, the Alm family Christmas was celebrated in February because that was the earliest we all could get on the same page and figure it all out together. Um, We've kind of vowed not to do that again. Uh, It was a really long wait. So in the middle of the hustle and bustle, what does it mean for us to, 
to take opportunities to contemplate Christmas, to contemplate what God is doing in our lives, what God has done in the life of the world and continues to do in the life of the world. As we look at waiting this morning, would you pray with me? Jesus, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So over the next four Sundays, we're going to talk about waiting. We're going to talk about being at the table. We are going to talk about traveling. And we are going to talk about giving and receiving gifts. These are things, activities that I'm sure are a part of all of your uh, holiday celebrations in some form or another. And so we're going to take a look at maybe how we might be intentional about how we approach these. Some typical actions that many of us make uh, and how we can be very intentional about them. Um, We do need to evaluate our busyness. But how do we take opportunities that come along to view the world differently and to think in a deeper way about the coming of Christ and his impact on all of us and what it means for us to follow the humble king through this season. So this morning, waiting. Now, we've talked about waiting a couple weeks ago, patience. We talked about that kind of waiting. Well, this morning, we're going to kind of uh, take our cue a little bit from the video that we watched and kind of flip or turn a little bit of how we see our waiting. Let me start with a couple questions. What kinds of things do you wait for at Christmas or leading up to Christmas? What kind of things do you wait for? You wait in line. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. Traffic. For people to arrive. Especially when you have kids. Are they here yet? Are they here yet? Are they here yet? Later when you're traveling, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? What are the things you wait for? Packages to arrive. How many of you wait for a package to arrive? And you wait, and you wait, and you wait, and you track it, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. Right? Snow. snow. Some, well, some of you don't have to wait anymore. We've had our snow. We're, let's move on to spring, right? Uh, no, some of you still want more snow. What? Oh, yeah. We saw it. Uh, what? Waiting for food to be ready? Okay. It's all kinds of things that we wait for. And how do you wait? Or what do you do while you're waiting? You all wait there patiently. Because we had a sermon a couple weeks ago about patience. You look at your phone. All right. I do. You chill out. All right. Do something else. Read. Yeah. So we've got some helpful ways of dealing with waiting, and we have some... Worry? How about worrying? Did I do the follow the recipe right? Did I, you know, did I do this? Did I get that? 
Did I mark all the gifts? Did I, uh, I don't remember all of the things to get ready. Do you worry? Well, in the Bible story of Christmas, I want you to think about who is waiting for the coming of Jesus. And we're going to look at a few of those folks that are waiting this morning. The first two that were in our passage uh, are Zechariah and Elizabeth. They're part of a, a larger group of people who is waiting for the Messiah to be revealed. And we'll talk a little bit more about that larger group of folks uh, a little bit later. But Zechariah and Elizabeth are, first of all, waiting years for a child. Probably to the point that they've given up. They've probably given up on that dream, given up on that hope. It's been so long. I wonder if you've ever waited for something so long that you stop waiting. And think about what that experience might be like. Well, Zechariah and Elizabeth then find out through this uh, angelic messenger, through this miracle, that they will have a son. And not just any child, but one who promises to have a role in announcing the coming of the Messiah. And so they're, they're given this good news. And then what happens after they're given that good news? They wait. Nine months of waiting for a child. For Zechariah... Nine months of waiting to shout for joy. I'm sure there was lots of silent thanksgiving in that time, but for, for uh, a chance to just celebrate out loud, to sing God's praises, Zechariah is waiting. And I want us to look and see how are they waiting. Well, they, we're told that they're living righteously according to the commandments. They're, they're following um, their, their, their faith practices. They're, they're going through uh, those, those ceremonies. They are serving Yahweh, and they're also serving the people of God in the, in the way Zechariah is serving in the temple. Later, they're serving others, uh, serving Mary. When Mary goes to visit Elizabeth with her own miraculous child news... They're, they're serving Mary. Do you ever think about why Mary goes to spend time with Elizabeth? I'm sure one of the reasons is that they're sharing this experience. They've both had this miraculous uh, kind of co conception at different stages in their life. Um, I'm sure, sure they're sharing stories. But I'm going to guess that there's a lot more going on than just sharing craving stories and stuff like that. Mary is an unwed, pregnant teenager. And so she is marginalized, ostracized, rumors floating all over the place. And she goes and spends time with Zechariah and Elizabeth, a a place that's safe, a place for her to go and spend this time with people who love her no matter what's going on. And they celebrate with her. So Zechariah and Elizabeth have this active waiting, serving God, serving others, protecting the vulnerable. Zechariah probably in lots of silent praise and thanksgiving, but they're not just sitting around waiting. They continue to be faithful. They continue to serve. 
They continue in their, in their celebration of who God is and what God is doing in their lives, but it's an active participating even while they wait. Who else waits? Well, Mary and then Joseph are waiting, waiting for this miraculous child. As opposed to Elizabeth, who had waited for years, probably to the point of losing hope for a child, Mary is pregnant before she's even married. Especially in the ancient Jewish world, these are two marginalized women. One is barren, because she hasn't been able to have children. Mary's not supposed to be pregnant yet. Two marginalized women. Mary and Joseph then are waiting to see if their or how their relationship will work out. We're not told how long Mary um, gives before going to her husband to be and explaining this miraculous story. I'm sure for Joseph, very hard to believe kind of story. We don't know how long it is until Joseph receives this his own angelic. Uh, vision where he's told that it's okay to take Mary as his wife. We don't know how long that, that period is. Think about the, the struggle in relationship that's, that happens during that time. And then even beyond that, how's this story going to play out? Then, of course, Mary and Joseph do a little traveling not of their own uh, decision, but they, they travel. Mary goes to Elizabeth and they travel to Bethlehem. Uh, they spend a lot of that time as they're waiting, fending off rumors from gossiping neighbors and family. We know that Mary also sings some songs, praises God. Mary's Magnificat, we, ca we call it. It's a, it's a song of, of thanksgiving, of praise, of deliverance, of anticipation of what this Messiah is going to mean for her, for those around her, for her, her whole people, for the world. So again, it's an active waiting. Another group of people who are waiting are the Jewish people waiting for a Messiah to rise up and deliver the people of God? Uh, Hanukkah started, was uh, a couple weeks ago now. Two weeks ago? No? Somebody's saying no. I'll check that. I'll, I'll correct myself. I, I saw that Hanukkah was starting, and I've kind of I've heard the story, but I needed to be reminded of the history of this story. And so I was watching a, a video and, and just being refreshed on uh, the Maccabean Revolt, if you have no idea what that is, there's some great videos um, that explain the history of the Jewish people around the time of the Maccabees. Really want to know more, uh, pick up, um, maybe uh, borrow a Bible from a Catholic friend that has the, the Maccabees story in it, and go and read that story for yourself. But it's this revolt that happens. The Jewish people trying to get rid of their, their Greek oppressors and the story that takes place there. But it was really helpful for me to hear that story, to hear that history, and then to start to think about what the Messiah really looks like. 
to understand the expectations that some of the Jewish people had of a Messiah that was going to come and lead an army and lead an armed revolution and throw off these oppressors and reestablish this, this kingdom of David and what the Messiah really looks like in Jesus. And then it's interesting that years after Jesus, there's another armed revolt of the Jewish people against the Romans, and that culminates in Masada. And so we've got Maccabees and Masada, and in the middle we have Messiah. There's these two armed revolutions that happen, and in the middle, a very different kind of Messiah, Jesus, who comes And his kingdom is very, very different. Waiting. Reminded in the video that waiting does not involve sitting around twiddling our thumbs. But it is an active process that you and I are invited into. So what does it look like for us to contemplate these events? What does John's baptism, his birth, symbolize? What does Mary's child's birth mean for her, for us? Luke gives us some of Elizabeth and Mary's reflections as they're they're waiting, as they're anticipating, an active waiting. I did like in the, the video where Marlon Hall is the the speaker, and he talks about flipping the script on waiting. He says that Jesus has come, and we believe that Jesus has come, is coming, and will come again, and that God is, he says, God is waiting on us, waiting on our participation, waiting on us to perceive the kingdom on the move. But I also believe that God's grace is moving and at work even when we don't see it, moving in ways ahead of us, preparing and weaving in people's stories. It's something that uh, some theologians call provenient grace, the way God is moving even when we don't perceive him, moving out in front of his church, in moving out in, in ways we don't always see. God is waiting on us. And we are invited to wait, that is, to serve others. So in this season, when we have times that we're forced to wait, rather than doing nothing or, or, or um, worrying or you know, maybe even looking at your phone, I, I'm guilty of that or I do that, maybe those are times for us to Think about what God is doing. To contemplate the way God is moving and working. And maybe when we are waiting on things, we can wait on others. We can serve others. When you find yourself waiting in line, waiting for a child or a grandchild's concert to start, waiting for a package to arrive and checking the tracking info. Take some moments to contemplate, to think, to wait on God, to think about how those around the Christmas story waited. What were they waiting for? But also, how is God 
waiting on you? And how are you waiting on others? May our time of waiting through the holidays be turned into moments of contemplation, moments for us to think at a deeper level about how God is moving, about what this this story means of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. To consider again the meaning of God in the flesh and to ask ourselves how God is waiting on us and on whom we should be waiting in this season. Elizabeth waiting for a child, waiting on Mary, a different kind of waiting on Mary. Mary waiting for Jesus to be born praising God for ways that uh, God was going to be working in their lives. So as you wait this season, take those opportunities to contemplate what God is doing in your life and the lives of those around you.